Welcome. So I am so happy to have you here with me again. It's our new week. It's our new week here in July. It is the 11th day of July, the year 2022, and we have a great week lined up. Um, it'll be a week that we are not on YouTube. Our one week suspension has been uh, lifted. I mean, lift. it will be lifted on Friday. So we'll get back to scratching away whatever we can to grow the audience on that platform as well in about a week. So that means that in the time we're together here and all the other places, that is on QuiteFrankly.tv, on Theta, on DLive, on Twitch, on Rumble, on Rockfin. Um, I should have added odyssey and or telegram to the to mix since the other one's off for now but who whatever 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 that means we have a lot more good music we can play and who knows what else we can definitely talk about whatever we'd like or to a degree but what do we have going on this week now tonight i was going to have kip herridge on to talk finances especially uh any kind of self-preservation financial self-preservation that can be done in the middle of this great reset that is being shoved down our throats. But I have postponed Kip until Wednesday. So it was Monday. Now it's going to be Wednesday the 13th. Tomorrow, we have Leo Zagami on the show. Thursday, it'll be Jeff Harmon calling in with uh, with Rob in studio. So it's going to be a big one. We have a big week of guests that will take us on journeys through ancient occult plots get a little bit of that tomorrow financial strategies for surviving the great reset astrological alignments for current events and then dimension hopping with everyone's favorite cat person on friday do i even need to say who it is so we've got plenty of plenty of uh, fun things to do and of course we'll dip in the headlines and tonight we'll do a little bit of headlines in the beginning and stuff but we're going to go human condition we're going to go human interest tonight and it was uh, all my decision making for tonight's show was because of what I saw come out of the new podcast uploaded by Jim Brewer and I really want to talk about that um, he opened up about some very serious life ch challenges that he and his family are going through and how uh, quickly that forces you to refocus your priorities and how quickly you actually find your priorities. And I think it's so, as, as much as it's heart-wrenching, I think it's so important for us to listen to this and to talk about it. And then I want to take calls. I want to take calls on this in particular. And I'll, I'll, I'll lay it all out for you. In the second half, we're going to lighten it up even more. The Jim Brewer stuff is its challenging to the heart, but at the same time, it is very positive, and it is, a, it is encouraging as far as encouraging people to work on what's real and to step away from the world that is very fake, the step away from the information you can drown in, you can't really do anything with. Um, and this is why we have to just keep our 
eyes and our hearts in 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 balance. Everything's got to be in balance. So we'll lighten it up in the second half with a little bit more, a little bit more stuff I, that I have about discontinued products. I had a little inspiration over the weekend, actually a little inspiration yesterday, after the Jim Brewer thing, and I said I want to talk to people about discontinued products and services that they wish were still around. And you know what was my uh, inspiration for it? The Metropolitan Cake that used to be made by Entenmann's. It was only a summer thing. And we uh, that was my favorite. I know it was my father's favorite as well. In the summertime, it was the Entenmann's Cake. It was called the Metropolitan Cake. It had like almost like a vanilla icing, but there was a raspberry... Uh, raspberry uh, jam that was that was filtered through it, and on top of all of the vanilla icing was the uh, was the the coconut shavings, and it was on a vanilla sheet cake. It was really good. I remember it. It's damn good. And I just don't know why those things are taken away from people. And so I I said I said to myself, well, I wonder what everybody else thinks back at over the years and wish that something they enjoyed is still around. Product, a service. A feeling, whatever the hell it is. So a little bit of nostalgia from a, I, Again, I try to find different angles to do these bits, and I think that'll be nice. And uh, uh, people have. Re- I already have 33 responses on the official thread on Reddit. So if you go to quite frankly TV, click forum up top on the top of the screen, and you can probably find this toward the the, the top of the. Uh, maybe I can pin this. Hold on. How do you pin these things? In, sticky post. There you go. I made it sticky. So it's at the top. Show thread. Over the weekend, I was looking for discontinued. What discontinued products and services do you wish that you, you would still, we still had around? And you'll be able to call in with that if you want to. All right. Well, uh, thank you so much to my sponsors. BlueMonsterPrep.com. We live in a time where, I, I would say it's the time itself that makes Blue Monster so important. And it makes it very important, very easy for me to plug such an important company with such amazing services and products. Speaking of products and services, go to bluemonsterprep.com and look into expanding all of your at-home preparedness or your away-from-home preparedness, especially if you're in New York. I know I saw the nuclear attack PSAs that were released in New York City. I will save that for tomorrow since we're talking about plots and, you know, whatever. So I'll save that for tomorrow before Leo Zagami comes on. We'll all watch the the new uh, public service announcement that was released by the city of New York about what to do during a nuclear attack. Creepy as shit. But anyway, the one thing that the girl in the video did not tell you was to get inside, whatever, and make sure that you already have months worth of food, water, communication, none of that. Didn't say any of that. Said, "Got it. get inside, take a shower if you were exposed to nuclear dust, and stay inside and wait until the media tells you to come out. So, you know, after a couple of days, everybody's going to be eating each other. So I just wanted to put that out there. BlueMonsterPrep.com. You can keep it at home. You can keep it at a fallback location that is deep into the woods and the mountains where the fallout will not reach you. BlueMonsterPrep.com. Use promo code FRANKLY. 
And if you don't know where to start, get in touch with Pat and Gina, and they will take care of you. They always take care of people. And please go to the affiliates page on quitefrankly.tv because there's so many great seasonal things to indulge in over there. Great coffee, uh, lefty cigars. If you are uh, a cigar guy or you know people who are cigar guys, hand-rolled cigars from uh, New York City. Good friends of mine now, and um, I enjoy them greatly, especially during the summertime. Keeps the mosquitoes away. All right. All right, moving on into the grab bag. Let's do the grab bag. Now, here is the first one up. Here is some uh, footage. It's all there, the caption on the video itself. Hundreds of thousands of people storm the president's palace in Sri Lanka. That's right, in Sri Lanka. Guess what, ladies and gentlemen? There was an actual insurrection. There was an actual insurrection in Sri Lanka. So I'm sure Liz Cheney saw this and said, oh, no. Now people know what that one actually looks like. They're protesting over the crashing economy, inflation, general corruption. That's going on in multiple places around the world right now. um, Because we're all tied into the same kind of banking practices. And, uh, And, yeah, so this is what's going on. Look at that. There you go. Good for them, man. Good for them. Good for them. I'll tell you, I look at this, and here's the crazy thing. All the January 6 losers out there, this is what they have in their head. Or they. this is what they've been trying to project into people's minds as 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 what happened that day this is what they need to project to the public even though nobody is watching them caring or listening to them and of course um if it actually happened if this actually happened they wouldn't be sitting up there in their committees and all that they would be in jail They'd be in jail if, if what, what needs what really should happen in this country, if there's ever going to be any writing of the ship, all so many of them, most of them should be in jail. Just waiting, waiting for major RICO charges to be brought against them. Everything, assets frozen, or sitting in a dungeon somewhere, sitting in a dungeon, just like they have separated hundreds of Americans from their families for now, now two years. I, the more I learn from what's happening to January 6th, the detainees from people like Julie Kelly, the more, the, oh my God, the anger, the, the absolute, the, the rage that's built up inside of me over that. Uh, and then you have this, and this is why, because Sri Lanka and elsewhere is not happening here, but in other places, this is why the thugs have to go out and get cartoonists at the Washington Post to make comics about January 6th to, to really sell the story. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. From the vo- now this I didn't even know that this came out on July 4th. But then again, who's reading the paper on July 4th, let alone the Washington Post? So here's a visual from the minds, from the very minds that lied about everything that the public knows about January 6th so far comes the comic book version by the Washington Post staff. They came together to pull this one together and it's all about Cassidy Hutchinson's testimony. They had to make a comic book for it. 
there she is. There's Miss Hutchinson. Here, December 1st, 2021, the catch-up on the wall. You actually had to see. There she is, peeking her head, peeking her head inside to see what's going on inside. What's wrong with the president? Is everything right? And there it is. There's a ketchup wall that has been thrown against the wall. Ketchup bottle. And she's in there picking up the pieces. It's, a, uh, it's an analogy for the broken democracy, you know. And as I said, there's Cassidy Hutchinson, who is pretty much Forrest Gump. That's what this girl has become. She's Forrest Gump. She's everywhere. She's either a first-hand witness to history everywhere, or she has first-hand witnesses confiding in her, like she's some kind of a, I don't know, a teddy bear or something like that. What a joke. Here's January 2nd. We're going to the Capitol. She's walking side-by-side with Rudy Giuliani now. Cass, are you excited for the 6th? It's going to be a great day. Look, look at the grotesque Rudy Giuliani. I'm surprised that they didn't actually, they, they didn't draw in his, uh, his streaking hair dye down his cheeks because he's sweating profusely because he's drunk. I'm surprised they didn't put that in there too. We're going to the Capitol. It's going to be great. And then, of course, they get back around to what she heard from a friend of a friend of a friend. Here's uh, Donald Trump very upset. He's very, very mad, of course. Very mad. But you haven't seen the worst of it yet. Here he is in the back seat of his limousine. Infuriated by his Secret Service driver. You see? You see the microwaves coming off his head? The the nuclear fission that's going on there? That's it. That's him. He's very, very upset. They even gave him a Hitler hairdo. And uh, and if you thought that's where it ended, no. Because the very next day, there she is. There's Cassidy Hutchinson with a hand on the sea, the burly Secret Service man's shoulder as he's he's traumatized, reenacting the choking that was going on. Here, here. Wait, where is he? You got to see him. No, you have to you have to see Donald Trump, the re, the retelling. There he is, mad. But now, look, that's the way it was, right there. There he is, reaching over, reaching over the seat in a car that has no divider, like he's driving around in a, in a Mitsubishi Galant, or something like that, and not the uh, not even a, a regular limousine. Oh. Even a regular limousine. The regular limousine is not going to get... So this is ridiculous. And this is what it's all about. What was that I just played? Where was it again? Hold on. Oh my God! This is how the Washington Post writes all of their news, by the way. They get together. This is the effect, the jarring effect that they're hoping would have happened with this story. It gets, <laughs> they get together. It's like, oh, the president did that? He's, un- he's unhinged. He's unhinged. And, you know, it, 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 and it just goes to show that the theatrics, they only get more grandiose as the orgasms get weaker as the, the the payoff at the end gets weaker and less satisfying have you noticed that they get i mean it's not like it's not like in in january late january of 2021 they didn't really really want to make sure that donald trump had not they were already impeaching him he was getting he was getting impeached already so it's not like they didn't want him to to pay some kind of a price that they were going to exact but the thing here is that it didn't work 
So it's not like they didn't want Trump to get arrested two years ago. It's just that their bullshit didn't work, so they needed bigger bullshit. Only problem is that when you, when your strongest evidence that you ever had wasn't enough, and you just have to make shit up, third-hand accounts three years later, I mean, it's not... So they're just flailing, and this is exactly what happens when people, uh, with people who just, when regular sex isn't enough anymore. This is the exact same thing happens. Regular, it's like the, the song Stink Fist by Tool. Suddenly they have clothespins on their nipples and they're shocking their testicles with car batteries. That's what it is. Desperate. Just desperate for some feeling that even comes close to being satisfaction. That's what Cassidy Hutchinson actually is. She's a rusty nipple clamp. Put that out there. People won't even know what the hell you're talking about, but you'll be speaking truth. Cassidy Hutchinson is a rusty nipple clamp. They're trying to get some kind of an orgasm here. They're trying anything, anything to bring them to climax, but it's just not working. They just keep throwing up all over themselves. Uh, Here's Jill Biden making a fucking fool out of herself again. She's had a Latinx inclusion. There's X's all in Latinx. Latinx inclusion. So they took out the S and they put in an X in inclusion. Latinx inclusion conference. Jill Biden says the Hispanic community is as unique as tacos. If you think I am joking, I hope that my buddy Javi has heard this. But we can't get those things on our own. Raul helped build this organization with the understanding that the diversity of this community, Mm. as distinct as the Bogodas of the Bronx, as beautiful as the blossoms of Miami, and as unique. I say bodega. Is it Bogoda? Did I ever, did I, do do I have that wrong? Does does Jill have it wrong? Because remember, this is the Cisse Poidway woman. Okay, Jill, Cisse Puede. Say just let's practice this for three days. Say say Broadway, freak, with your crack ass family. As the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio. Miami, and as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio. You're you're as diverse and unique as those tacos that you eat for breakfast. Am I right? Am I right? Cisse Poidway. <laughs> Come on, we're having a good time. We're having a good time. Is your strength. Yes, the tacos are your strength. Go ahead. Thank you. Thank you for coming out, La Kleenex. We, lo- we, love, we love you. We love you for coming out tonight. Thank you. Uh, speaking of the Bidens, though, this is pretty unique. Shock as 4chan apparently cracks Hunter Biden's phone password and leaks everything. Now, I was trying to get into a really good article that it looked like a really good article that was on that was on Zero Hedge, but Zero Hedge is start, starting to put some of their um, their articles behind a paywall, which really sucks. I got to be honest. Got to be honest. Um, but. But for now, here's what we have from Euro Weekly News. 
Senior editor of Human Events, Jack Posobiec, who recently paid tribute to Dr. Zelenko following his death, revealed 4chan has already created torrents for the Hunter Biden iPhone and iCloud backups that are now and are now seeding them. He continued, that means even if 4chan gets shut down, the copies will still be out there. One person on Twitter wrote that there are over 450 gigabytes of data from the 4chan hack of Hunter Biden's iCloud account, including President Joe Biden's private phone numbers. Now, there's a lot of people... Uh, who have pointed out, and I've seen, I've seen some of the, uh, the, the, text, the texting screenshots and all that stuff, people who are saying that there's this mysterious guy or person inside of Hunter Biden's phone who has been stored as pedo Pete, as in pedophile Pete. I don't know who Pete is. Everybody's saying it's Joe Biden. If that's the case, we, should, we, should we still let's go Pete? Instead of let's go, Brandon, maybe that can get you around some of the bans and the censorship. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I just seeing this is all very new. An update. A uh, report from dailyveracity.com has suggested that the person responsible for the leak has been threatened by the Biden administration. Quote, I was told uh, Hunter had sexual relationships with a lot of people in the so-called elite and families are ashamed the um, the anonymous the anonymous person told the website unverified videos and photos have already started making rounds on Twitter. One person sharing pictures of Hunter apparently apparently smoking drugs on Hunter's own phone. Well, yeah, there's I saw the video of him weighing out his crack, and this is all just starting to come out. Um, it, obviously, it's going to provide fodder for another week or so. Personally, I don't give a shit about his drug use. He's a crackhead. What do you want? By hashtag Biden crack family. But anything I mean, anything else that that whiffs of crime against humanity, that would be interesting. But I don't I don't care about the sexual exploits and the crack rocks. I really don't. I really don't. Um. Here is a interesting post from 4chan. When it was when it was uh, all starting to go on, here's uh, what Anon had said. Imagine what's going on inside the White House right now. Joe yelling at advisors and experts trying to figure out what to do. Desperate calls to network execs not to run the story. Glowies trying to figure out which assets are available for a last-minute mass shooting. They'll be sure to botch. Reddit mods having to delete scores of videos of Hunter's dick, knowing deep down that they are supporting tyranny. All of this is happening, and Hunter is probably fapping in his backyard, filming it as we speak. He's unstoppable. He's unstoppable. That's just, uh, so that's, that's, that's what's going on in the Biden world. Every family's got problems, but damn. This is, um, this is Mount Olympus tier. All right. Well, we will be right back. I hope that you're here to join me. Share the show far and wide. Get it out there anywhere you are. Truth, Twitter, Tumblr, Gab. Let everyone know that we're live because for the next week especially, it's going to have to be a team effort to let everyone know that I have not taken a vacation. I'll take a vacation in August. Then you can make all the rumors you want. But we'll be right back. What would you do if I sang out of tune? Would you stand up and walk out on
you let one ant stand up to us, then they all might stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to stay? Let's rock! I can't play this song unless I'm suspended. Great stereo sound. Just gorgeous, isn't it? Just gorgeous. Now tonight is going to be one of those nights that I want to do a little bit, uh, a little bit of heavy lifting. But I'm going to really require the audience open themselves up tonight and call in. You can call in with a moniker. You don't have to tell me your name. But uh, we're going to get personal. And here's what I want to start off with. It's 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 Jim Brewer. Now, uh, yesterday I saw, I saw it, and then I was sent it by a couple of people in the audience, and I saw the uh, the headline. The headline was, Jim Brewer's got something heavy to say. From uh, the Bruniverse podcast, episode number thirty-five, and it premiered. It premiered like two and a half, two days ago, and I didn't see it until Sunday. And um, I'm just going to let him tell you what what exactly is going on because it's not just the, the personal news in his life; it's also w- what kind of um, outlook it's forcing him to have on on everything. Even though you know from from watching him, watching his stuff in the last few years, it's it's very simple to see just how deeply. He looks into things and how much he wants to strip away the bullshit. I I commented on his videos, not that I think he would ever see it, but I meant every word when I said that I've been a fan of this man since I was a child, just like Norm Macdonald. I mean, they're all they're all working Saturday Night Live and doing their thing and loved all their movies, their collaborations and all that. And um, but I, I so many of these guys now, I'm just becoming a straight up admirer of. Not so much a fandom or anything, just an admirer. And this takes a lot of strength. So I want to play it for you. Here's the first two minutes. I have some some highlights for you, and here it is. Um, a couple of years ago, when my, my wife right, will be married 30 years next August, 
she we we you know I came back from something and and um, she's got something on the uh, kitchen counter that's medical. I said, "What is this?" And she goes, "Ah, oh, it's nothing. It's I don't. I think it's scar tissue." And uh, I go, "What do you mean scar? Like we? She's nothing. I just gotta have a biopsy. Blah blah blah." So we're in the room, and the doctor says, it's nothing we can do. It's everywhere. So what do you mean it's nothing we can do? What, do you, what, do you, what, what does that mean? Unless you get on a trial, we can try to get you on a trial, but there's nothing we can do. So much time do we have? This was like, uh, this was like January, February. And they said, well, maybe, maybe make it by the holidays. Now stick with me here. And let me tell you something. Your life, and as you know it, changes like that and you ain't worried about news events you're not worried about who's running for president you're not worried about if you're Republican Democrat liberal this that uh, my body my choice take the guns away keep the gun or none of that you're snapped into reality and Pretty much everyone listening and watching right now knows that reality. So that was the. Uh, I mean, that's that's how it all it's that all started out off. And I said, "This is." I mean, I don't I, listen. I, I I always I feel this way much of the time, which is why I try so hard to give people at home something different um, from all than all the, the the bullshit because I'm I, I'm feeling this way. Because I'm feeling this way, then I, I if, if I'm feeling it, then I, I know that you guys are as well. Now, not necessarily something as severe as this, um, but I don't know one of the things I consider a great blessing is the way that people have shared themselves with me over the years. Everything from sending family photos over the holidays, or sharing when children have really impressive accomplishments, or they graduated, or whatever, or even those that are. That keep in touch with me who are sick, who who keep me abreast of their their entire journey through recovery, and then there are those who I've 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 lost a great I've I've lost a pretty decent amount of people in the audience over the years, and the perspective I've gained through both the coming and the going is invaluable. But on Sunday this this hit me particularly hard because I not, not only do I'm, am I always thinking about how I can provide for people around me and keep everyone together as happy and healthy as long as possible but over the weekend especially um, I know my mom's still recovering but I was on the phone on, on Saturday I was on the phone five different times uh, uh, concerning Skip spoke to two surgeons 
spoke with the uh, the attending nurse at the ICU, the other internist that's, that, that, that was working uh, on his case. And, you know, mortality is always on the mind. And everyone seems a little bit more fragile these days, it seems. And it doesn't even go to health. This, this, this starts widening, widening out to a lot of bigger, bigger issues. It doesn't always have to be life and death. It could be losing a job. It can be a, a, a severe a house fire that, that wipes out everything you ever owned. It, so this is why I postponed tonight's guest. And we were going to jump into some first half calls and do stuff like this. Now here's another uh, spot in the, the video when he talks about, when Jim talks about speaking with his friend Larry. This is probably the, the longest segment. It's about four minutes long. He speaks with his friend Larry, who he, he considers a rock in his life, and he asks Jim some pretty intense questions about his faith. Listen to this. My, one of my best friends, Larry, because Larry is my simple balance. Larry just brings reality like that. And Larry. He's a goner. Such, you know, it's everywhere. It's, uh, and he goes, my God. And then he says, let me ask you something. Because I, I, if you don't mind me asking. So go ahead. I know you, you're spiritual and you believe in God and your wife is deep into the word and Jesus born again. And she found her faith many years ago. How does that affect that now? So he asked, he said, are you mad? You mad at God? Does that screw up your faith? And that's a big question for a lot of people. A lot of people, when something devastating is thrown on your doorstep, you go, why, why me, why this, why that? You can do that. And here is my God's honest truth. He said, you mad? I said, to be dead honest with you, not at all. If anything, I'm extremely, I, I, I'm not mad at what I will not have. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm not mad at what's being taken away. I'm not mad what I'm not going to have anymore. But I am so damn blessed for what I had and what I still have. And he said, whoa. I said, Larry, do you know how many people never had the relationship I did? I still have. You, have. you know how many incredible, life-saving, emotional, deep-saving moments I've had with my wife, Dee? I have three angels from her. She's guided me through thick and thin. Do you know 
how incredible, how incredibly blessed I am. As a matter of fact, I see it even deeper now. I thought I saw it. I saw it. I see it deeper now. Just like when you lose your dad or you lose your child or you lose whatever. I don't know the pain you go through, but you can either turn your back and be mad or you can look at it as, wow, I was in it and I didn't, I didn't realize how beautiful life is and was when it's right in front of you. So now, from there, he, he go. This is this is a half hour long, half hour long uh, episode, and very emotional. Um, gets you thinking about everything. But now he starts talking about looking at the beauty and not being controlled, because of course this is this is, this is a perspective paradigm. Shifting all I mean, he, this is this is a guy who already if we have looked into his recent appearances his uh, his Instagram His stand-up um, He's already someone uh, who, who we have seen not get pulled in with the circus production that is television and everybody that is tied to the socio-political orgy It's just a, a disgrace disgrace to humankind so he's already on that. And for this, obviously, to, to pull him even deeper, uh, it, it, just, it just adds rocket fuel to what he's already been trying to tell people, which we talk about on this show often as well, and that's why you start feeling kindred spirits in others, and that's why you know I, I gravitate toward people like Jim Brewer, Archbishop Vigano, all the, all the, whenever those people speak, you know, you, you just start feeling kindred. And it's just, uh, it, it strikes a chord. So now we're going to 1357. 1357, he talks for a, a little while, listen to this. Looking at the beauty right in front of you with yourself. With yourself. He's a liberal, he's a, I went to a birthday party and the end of the birthday party, the guy says, I don't like your politics, but you're a great friend. I said, I, 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 I just left it. I don't have politics. I don't have politics. That's the world trying to divide and conquer and take your faith away. We're all obsessed deep life issues right now abortion everyone's running out there going nutso from a slogan everything's a sales pitch it's a slogan to control your emotions to control your life to control your actions. It's not wrapped up in a slogan. My body, my choice, my body, my choice, my body, my... Stop it, stop it. You're being controlled. 
you're being manipulated. Your spirit, your soul, the beauty inside you is being sucked out. My body, my choice, my body, stop it. Now we're going to 19, this is the last one I have, because I really want to be able to take some calls from everybody and get your phone calls ready. I'll let you know uh, what we're going to be we're, we're going to be doing. But here is a little bit more, just focusing on the, the, what this is as far as a war goes. And he never lost track, of course, never lost track of the main, the news and, and uh, personalizing this and focusing this around him, his wife, and their life together. But it's it's bigger too uh and and just remember he made this accessible to everybody so that you can see how much of what we spend time kicking rocks over and and all that it's it's good and we we that's why uh we do a lot of educating on this show we we jump into history we jump into to spookiness we we ask bigger questions we 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 just usually live to ask another question Give us a better question to ask. We do a lot of that. But um, we also need to start giving our soul a vacation from this shit. Because we become a little bit less human every time Every time uh, we give up another day on the couch thumbing through the uh, telegram. Now, it's like, do you understand the attack on your mentality? Well, you don't know what you are anymore. This really has to do with, in my opinion, a deeper spirituality, God, the Lord, however you want to put it. I hope you find it. I hope you tap into it. It'll help you spread light to so many others. So many others. So many others. You know, I look at so many people. It's like a, it's like a, I, I, I think of it almost like a war. It is a war. It's a war. It's a war on our spirits, a war on our mind. And in war, your family's taken out, your loved ones are taken out, and they're not just taken out, they're taken prisoner. And we're getting caught in the people that are prisoners, the ones that don't know what gender they are, they don't know, they, they, All this, all of this, they don't know if they should, the fear that controls so many people, it won't control you if you don't allow it. It's okay to be fearless. It's okay to know the beauty of life inside you that whatever we're living in right now is doing everything it can with every screen, every broadcast. They're disgusting. Broadcasters are disgusting. 
It's all vanity. They can't wait to put on their makeup. They can't wait to look good. They can't wait to say something they don't even know anything about. They can't wait to sell their new slogan to help destroy the life within you. You. Within you. It's in you. Let your light shine. Let your light shine. So here's what I want to ask everybody at home, because we have about 20 minutes left in the first hour. I want to fill that up with um, comments from as many as I can, many people I can get. 914-595-6953, or you jump into the Quite Lobby in the Discord. I am in there, chilling out, looking for people to bring on to the air. And now here it is. General thoughts on the topic are always welcome. But if we can get more specific, I would love to know what would be important to you. What would be important to you? What would you focus all of your conscious attention on in the event of a life-altering challenge? A financial calamity? A house fire? A serious diagnosis? A health diagnosis for yourself or someone that's indispensable to you? A, a spouse? A best friend? A child? What would you, would you bask in old memories, pictures, videos? Would you make new ones? Would you take vacations? Would you force it, force a vacation? What, what would you do? Or would you give up? Would you shut down? It's not, uh, it's not to be, you don't, you don't have to be ashamed of yourself. That that's the way you, re- I know people who shut down. I, uh, you know, I personally, I, I don't shut down because I, you know, the show must go on, especially if I have things to do for people. The show, I mean, as in life, not quite frankly necessarily, but my mind becomes a prison. I'll go through the motions, but I'll I'll not be there. That's something I, I would love to, to break out of, to find a uh, some protection against. You know, that's what I want to I know from you. You saw some, some just uh, some general... Feelings, that's always good. But I would love to know what you what would be most important to you. How would you focus all of your conscious attention if you were you came face to face with a life altering challenge? And I know many people in this audience are already at that place. So let's take a call. Uh nine oh four, you're on the air. <gasps> I am. Yes, who's awesome. this? Go ahead. Who's this? This is um, Granny Vivi. Granny Vivi, just turn me uh, turn me off in the background and and uh, and let turn me. Turn off, Jay. So there you go, Granny. Now you're on the air with just you and me, and nobody else is listening. And all I want to know is what's on your mind. Well, I'm watching your show, and it it touches me deeply because I've been through a lot of similar experiences, not completely. But I will tell you that the bottom line is your belief, your your faith, your knowing of God and knowing he is so much love. He loves us so much that he truly did give his only son for us. And if people would just embrace what that means, that the love is so deep, it, it transcends everything in life. And if you understand that and know that we, it was purchased for us, an eternal 
eternal being, eternal life, and I've lost parents and siblings and walked through it with them, in the end, and even people that I have in my life now that are struggling, I'm a light because I believe, and they gravitate to me because I believe and I know, I know with all my being that I'm bought and paid for, and it's to share with everyone. Mm. Everyone has the opportunity. All they have to do is believe. That's a uh, it's a a very very profound thing. I can I can I can feel that confidence in your voice there, Granny, and um, and I, I've seen that in action. I've seen that action. I I know the difference between, you know, they 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 have the that's the old saying that there's no atheists in foxholes. Well, I mean I've been around uh, I've been an, around enough to see the way that people of faith and people who are just leaves blowing in the wind or have found themselves in no particular alignment spiritually uh one way or another how how they they deal with stuff like this and then again i i I, it also it's all different for people too i know some people of tremendous faith that just they they grieve very very hard and it's it's and human grief is just it's it's a messy thing and there's no way to there's no really way to even know how you're going to react until you're in it. But I, I totally take what you're saying. Uh, but that, that's that kind of, that kind of armor I, w- I want to have on me too, Granny. And thank you for calling in. You're welcome. Thank you for speaking with me. I, I love your show. We watch it faithfully, and um, it, you, you're doing a good work. Well, thank you're doing you. Doing a real good work. And would you, would you said you was Grandma Z or is it Grandma V? No, Grandma Lily, L-E-L-E. L-E-L-E. Okay, I have you saved. L-E. So next time, okay. Oh, Lily. Yeah. Okay, good. So Granny Lily, I have you stored. So next time you call, I know it's you. Thank you, Frank. All have right. an awesome, awesome, blessed, blessed, the rest of the way. You too. And, 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 and to, who's in the background, your husband? Yes. Okay, send my best to him too. I will. He's Big Poppy. Oh, Big Poppy and <laughs> Granny Lily. That's a, that. What a yep. what a duo. I like that. Yep, yep. We uh, have three grandchildren that we love and adore, and you know, life is life. But we just we just pers- we just persevere. Well, thank you, thank you for sharing a little bit of that with us tonight, Granny. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, thank you for answering. I appreciate it so much. Uh, no doubt, no doubt about it. My pleasure. Let's take another another call from Jean. Jean, how are you? Hey, Frank, how are you? I'm doing fine. Give me something. So, oh my God, watching that man. I'm a widow myself. I became a widow when I was 51, and I'm 57 now. And the the raw emotion that that guy is showing is just so powerful. Everybody just experiences it so different. Like I looked at it as you know what, um, we're all going to die. I guess in a way we all choose our death by our lifestyle. And um, so it wasn't a big surprise, but it was, it, you know, my faith got me through it. And now I go out with a widower and he um, he lost his wife and he had to go through grief counseling. Like he just was so angry at God. And like everybody just, everybody just 
I don't know. Everybody just goes through it differently, but that watching him it brings back so many emotions. Thank you for having him on. Mm. Oh, I, I would I would love to have him in studio one day. I've I've tried periodically to to invite him on, and maybe I'll have some I'll have some uh, the you know luck in the future. And uh, but but yeah, I, I didn't mean having him on, but like showing that. Oh, I I know you know display for people. Like I guess a lot of people don't think of you just don't think about it until it's in your face, and then it's you don't know how to feel. So I think a lot of people just never think of death and. We really should because we're all gonna go there someday. Yes, it is. It's true. So then you're on. You're in the, the same the same boat as as Granny Lily. Then is it is it just faith or, is that how you uh, is that how you you approach all? Because it's not just life and death situations. I I don't want to pigeonhole us right there. I want to open it up to everybody. There's many challenges mm-hmm. in life that can sometimes feel worse than death even, and. Um, so I so is that your approach? Is it just trying to think of the big picture? It, it was definitely it was definitely um, my faith, but also my children were probably like sixteen to twenty three at the time, and I had to show them what it looked like to grieve. I didn't want to I didn't want to just like give up on life. I wanted to show them that life goes on, and you have to you know grieve, but there's a time to grieve, and then there's a time you know I wanted to be mom, so you have to just. You, you know, you have to make a mental decision in your head to do that. You can't just crawl in your bed and never get out because then they would have lost out on having a mommy and a dad. Mm. So that was my focus. And, you know, of course, I had a lot of bad days that I would just be under the covers, but they didn't know that. I mean, they saw me cry, of course, but, um, you, you know, you have to, like, in your head know that you have to be mom still. For me, that's what I had to do. So, and of course, faith. And I, I believe that we don't die. But we just, you know, we're energy, and we just go back to source. And we're gonna, you know, I think we're gonna see our loved ones again. So that's comforting to me. So the show must go on, then, Jean. Thank you so much for calling. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Frank. Love you. All right. Bye-bye. Be well. Love you too. There you have. Let's take a uh, let's take another call. Let's take a call. Uh, Chris from the UK, what do you have to contribute to tonight's topic in the first half? Chris, you there? Hello, Chris. Three, two, sorry, my friend. Big sorries. 607, you're on the air. Go right ahead. Yes, hi, Frank. How are you? This is Mark calling. Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you, Frank. Um, yeah, I'm I'm watching, and uh, you know, I went uh, 2019. My wife, uh, you know, we went to a specialist. She had to have her lower uh, lung, the lobe removed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, she had cancer, and and uh, you know, we've been together 30 years, and uh, you know, the, the the surgeon said, well, maybe a year. You know, the the question, how long? You know, people ask, how long? Um, so you had to ask it, and, but she lived a little longer than that. Um, and, and she went through this, uh, uh, treatments every 21 days for a half an hour to an hour. And, uh, you know, we, we, uh, my whole life came, I, I had to take care of, her. you know, I took care of her mm. and, uh, you know, we, what happened one day we moved, uh, up, up a little further upstate. Uh, just got a place, just bought a house, and uh, 
just moved in, and a month later, um, she it looked like she was having a stroke. But what we found out, they had a the cancer spread to the brain. Nobody knew it. They operated, took it out, and uh, you know, I wanted to keep her alive. You know, uh, she wouldn't want that. She didn't want the trachea. You know, she she had specifics, which I adhered to. And, um, uh, you know, she wanted to come home. She was in the hospital a couple few weeks and, and uh, she wanted to come home. So I had hospice at home and, um, it was devastating. Huh. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to go through specifics. It's just, you know, how, how I took care of her. Uh, the nurses came once a day and, and helped, but. You know, talking about life changing. I mean, her and I, I would, you know, she had a contagious laugh. Um, you know, and, and it's it's been a, like a year and a half now. Um, I went back to work, uh, working two part time jobs, and uh, you know, to keep busy. And I'm, I'm, I think I'm finally getting over some of the grief. She wouldn't, you know, she had specifics on how she, she knew she, she wanted, how she wanted me to live. Yeah. You know? Uh, so I guess Mark, the, the, the way that you dealt through it was just to continue to give yourself something to do and to serve her in the best of your, your abilities. Yes. Yes. I, I honored her wishes, you know, and, and she knew she had been sick for, for many, many years. And she always said she did not want to go to the hospital and, and pass. And, uh, you know, the one uh, relief that I get is that that was made possible. Um, you know, her son, uh, uh, our son came and he, he stayed with me a couple weeks. And, um, you know, getting back to work, I, I, I took a week and they said, don't you want to take home? I said, no, I can't, I can't, I can't mm. sit around. Yeah. I, I don't want to grieve. I, I want to get back to work, you know. And, and I talk to her every day. Like it, it's hard making decisions. Oh. You know, I would always, I always ask her, like, "What do you think about this? Do you think I should do this? You think I should do that?" Um. But uh, you know, I'm with I'm you there, Mark. I can't make any decisions. Okay. That's why. That's why we're no. This I have I understand. That's I'm why just, I wear the same uh, thing. That's why I have I have I have fifteen plain white shirts. I have uh, about eight, uh, ten pairs of sweatpants. I have like two of each color. I don't I don't want to think about much. I I always ask. I always defer. I know that exactly what you mean. And and how how old are you, Mark? Do you simple. mind? If, do do you mind if I ask? I'm not at all. Sixty five. Fifty five or sixty five. Sixty five. Okay. And you're and you're still working and you're that's. Do you have any hobbies? Do you have any? Do you uh, do you, you belong to a I social play, club? I play the piano. I'm a piano player. I've been playing uh, since I've been 11 years old. Um, yeah, and and that's I go to work and I come home. I play the piano. Um, you know, I got a picture there. She loved when I played. Um, do me a favor, Mark. You know, do me a favor. If you, I don't know if you if you're if you're savvy with a phone, but set your phone up sometime in near near the piano. And and play us something, uh, play us something nice, and and send me the video. I I will definitely do that. 
please do that. And I will and, uh, and and uh, email me. Say and, and and what do you? I have you down as Mark, but give me a nickname or something. So next time you call in, I know it's you. Mark Sparks. Mark Sparks. All right. Yeah, because when I was a teen uh, playing the piano, because the fingers used to create sparks when I played. No. Oh. Hell yeah. I can't wait to see you, Mark. Mark, thank you so much for calling. Um, yeah, very, uh, I, I loved your call, and I'm uh, wishing you the best. And you got friends over here, so stay in touch with us, okay? Definitely. Thank you, Frank. All right. Be well. Okay. Have a good night. Okay. Let's take a call. Uh, one more. One more call. Let's, uh, let's go to John Otter. How you doing, John? Hey, Frank. How are you this evening? I'm doing great. It's great to hear from you. It's by golly. Um, I watched that Jim Brewer thing uh, as it was premiering, and uh, as I heard your question, I heard your question as kind of a future, uh, what would you do with something like that? And uh, I'm, trying, I'm trying to put my thoughts together here, but um, I was, early in my life, I was warned, you know, that life is a series of ordeals. And, and it's how you deal with it that, that makes you the person that you are. And then a little bit later, after I had a, a bit of a tragedy, uh, somebody raised a glass to me and, uh, and said, I can't wait to see who you will be tomorrow. Hmm. And that stuck with me for a very long time, and it still sticks with me. And I've been through a lot of, you know, um, high amplitude ordeals and uh and I, every time that happened i asked myself okay this happened i got through it who will i be tomorrow and Jim brewer talked about you know the, your individuality you know who is the person that you are and i constantly every day i ask myself that question uh who will i be today and i'm uh you know, I'm not certain that I'm doing anything on a direct course, but, you know, I just lost my grandma on Christmas Eve, and I lost my pastor this year, and I had a friend um, commit suicide. So these things were never the same person after these things happen. Mm. Uh, we are scarred for, uh, for the rest of our lives. But, uh, and, you know, they never really heal, I don't think, you know, because these things, uh, you know, they're, they're baggage. You know, they, they come back at you when you're least expecting it. But what did, you, what did I learn from it? And, uh, you know, what did I learn from that person or that situation that caused me so much, uh, uh, you know, pain or whatever it was? Um, and we, we have the unique ability as human beings amongst other animals of being able to look forward and to look inward and um, not necessarily plan for something. I, I think that's your question. You know, what, what would you do if uh, something like what's happening didn't happen? And I don't know what I'd do, but I know that I'd survive hmm. and, because I've done it before. I mean, I've been knocked down like Cool Hand Luke, and I keep getting back up. And, um, and I don't know what causes that. There's, I should have quit a long time ago. You know what I'm saying? Um, it, that I see other people just absolutely collapse under similar circumstances. 
but there's something, um, let's call it God in me, my spirit in me, um, that just you know, get back up, get back up. You've got to rock, you know, uh, and you just have no idea what influence you're going to be. And not only who am I going to be tomorrow, but who are we going to be tomorrow? Because you never know who you're going to meet. And you never, you never know what that interaction is going to bring to the rest of the world. Is that, hey, you hear what I'm saying? I, I can, I, I totally see, and, you know, John, thank you for the call. Uh, there's one thing, as you were speaking, the one thing that popped into my mind, um, right before we take a break here, one thing that popped in my mind is this, uh, this quote from Ernest Hemingway. It was from A Farewell to Arms, and I went to go find it. He said this, <clears throat> The world breaks everyone, and afterwards many are strong at the broken places. But those that, it, that will not break, it kills. It kills the very good and the very gentle and the very brave impartially. If you are none of these things, you can be sure it will kill you too, but there will be no special hurry. Um, now, the, the last is really the first couple of things there, too. The world breaks everyone, and afterward many are strong at the broken places. I just started thinking about that um, when you were saying, you know, when people are gone, your grandmother, your friend, the scar tissue that kind of remains, and that's just, uh, it's not as good as the original tissue, but it'll it'll mend you, and it'll keep you strong. But it is, um, it's just one of those things, I, I, under, I really appreciate your take on it, John, and thanks again for the call, where you just don't know how you're going to react until you're there. And it's, it's good to know that, you know, it won't, it won't kill you. Although some people do check out, especially those old couples. Oh man, what a blessing that is to be, to go into your 80s and 90s married still and with the person you love and then somebody dies and then the other one just dies a, a day later. They just check out. It's like, it's like you almost get rites of passage at that age to just check out if you like. I think this will be my last night. Good night. That's something else. That's something else. All right. Well, listen. We're going to take some more of your calls in the second half. We'll sprinkle those in. But we're also going to be doing some things that are uh, that are even more uplifting. I just want to make sure that we li- we end on a lighter note. This is why we have this thread here of discontinued, it's called. Discontinued. What discontinued product or service do you wish was still around? So we'll do that maybe for the last half hour or so. Uh, when we come back, your Super Chats, a couple more calls. And we will pace this one nicely. It's Monday night, so that remember, remember, that means it's Mystery Movie Monday on QuiteFrankly.tv after this show concludes. So stick around. Don't go anywhere. And thanks again for the company. Welcome to Intermission. We'll, we'll be right back.
entering. Quite frankly. 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 We all support. Quite frankly. Not quite. Let's go, Brandon. I agree. Quite frankly. In Roma, Italia. Quite frankly. You going on Frank's show tonight? I really like you. You're very smart. So everybody watch. Quite frankly. With Frank. Let's get into some super chats, and I want to thank everybody. There's been a few uh, over the weekend, a few signups through the website on either Subscribestar or on QuiteFrankly.tv. Thank you, everybody, for the sponsorships that continue to trickle in. Thank you for, and th- there's so many of you out there who have been sponsoring me since, even if it's just one, two, five dollars, sometimes ten, sometimes a lot more than that. But there's so many of you out there who have been with me for years, been with me for years, and you've never been shy in telling me about how you're, you're, you don't watch television anymore, so this is something that you love doing, and just thank you for being a friend to me, my family, the show. I want to do this until my, my lungs give out, and hopefully that is very many years from now, very many years, along with all of you too. So thank you for everybody. Uh, just continue to enjoy quitefrankly.tv. All the information you need to sponsor the show is there. All the information you need to follow along with the, to, to all the upcoming guests. Um, a lot more coming our way. And remember, this week is going to be good. tomorrow night. This time tomorrow night, we're going to be talking to Leo Zagami. So that's going to be tremendous, and it won't stop there. All right, let's go to the Super Chats. First one up. First one up is quite frankly superchat.com. Doc Keck says I would sue the governor and health department agencies for informed consent as as per state statute and includes section for labeling the spike protein wait 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 is this part of something else? Labeling the spike protein as a biological toxin the human right a full medical disclosure must be provided. Cheers. Okay. Well, there's a little something there for you, guys and gals. Some legal suggestions from Doc Keck about suing governors and states. B. Mullaney. B. Mullaney. This is from eight hours ago, so it has nothing to do with the show. It's just a nice little message left for us. Let's see what he left. I'm not worried about the pending food shortages as I have plenty of ass to eat at home. So, he is definitely, I, I don't know if you can buy ass from Blue Monster Prep. Just, you know, dehydrated ass. 
but maybe ask Pat and Gina about it. <laughs> don't, don't do that. That'd be inappropriate. That, that I'm not gonna push. I'm not gonna push that on onto their plate. That's the latest. That's the last thing that they need. Uh, okay. Selling the farm on Rumble says Frank. Forget about the uh, forget about loser tube rock and push on through the other side. Well, that listen. If when the, when the day comes that there is no more YouTube, then there's just going to be no more YouTube. But I have I have got to use every tool available to me to grow the show. And the last couple of shows prior to the the uh, Friday scolding were unbelievable with the viewership again. We had peaked over 2,000 viewers concurrently on Thursday evening. So something just got uh, activated. I don't know if it was the influx of Timcast viewers who started saying, hey, you know what, I'm gonna, this actually would be a pretty good pre-show for me because Tim goes on at eight. Let me start with Frank at seven. That starts you off down the dark path because there's no way you can turn the show off at eight o'clock. You see how that works? There's no way you should you turn the, th the show off at eight, okay? That's when they start saying, "Oh, I'll, I'll just w I'll watch Tim afterwards," and then they probably will. But I mean, got a foot in the door. So while the tool is there, the tool will be used. Okay, let's go into foxhole. Paulie ninety three sixty three says, "You say grab bag a lot, yes." Yes, I do. That is what I named the bit. Donkey Punch says, Mmm, diversity tacos, my favorite. Ugh, sounds horrible, doesn't it? Judy the Lady Pug says, So excited for your interview with Leo Zagami tomorrow night. Thank you. And you know what? I would put it out, out there. If there's anything anybody wanted me to talk to him about, you can still submit a suggestion, and I would put it in my show notes for a, a future appearance. But I have so much. And he talks a great deal, but I mean, because he has a lot of information. It's not rambling. He has a lot of information. It's wonderful. I love all of his interviews. So um, I have a few things that I can't wait to just get him started, cast him off. That would be great. Um, Two in the Pink says, hey, Frank, just to let you know, cannabis in combat is gone Spread the word, another military suicide. Wait, what? What do you mean? Cannabis in combat is gone? Suicide? I'm sorry, I don't know who cannabis in combat is. It, is that a person? Obviously, it has to be. Donkey Punch again says, Shout out to Tub O Chubbs. Saw you on Tim and bothered to find you on Foxhole. Thanks. Hey. Thank you to thank you for coming on. Thank you so much. That was definitely one of the more significant things I've been able to do. Uh, an opportunity I've been given to spread the show and have some fun. I'm still very grateful for everybody at Timcast for letting me on. Uh, Squickly says, "If I get stuck in my head, I write. I write out the whole thought spiral. It helps me soul connect. I like that writing." Writing, emoting. How do you break up the pretzel? How do you break up that knot? Thank you, Sean Joe, for the the tip there too. All right. Um. Now let's go and we can open up with some calls again. 
914-595-6953. I have one more thing, and then I have a couple. Of, I have an email that came in. Kool-Aid Man says, oh, yeah, so, Frank, I thought I'd bring some levity. I used to date, uh, I used to date AOC in her college day. I'm a sucker for the crazy eyes. She stirred, she, she'd stir my pitcher for me, if you know what I mean. Only thing I hated was the donkey teeth. Chipped my glass, my glass cock once. Chipped your glass cock? Why is your cock glass? Okay, so I thought for a second that maybe Kool-Aid Man had actually dated AOC, but that is obviously not the case. And he trolled us. I wanted some information. But either way, got us there. Crazy eyes. Um, I would like, since it's on, it's on, on uh, schedule or on topic here tonight, I did have a, uh, a viewer get in touch with me. Maybe about two weeks ago, and I haven't had any time. I was looking for a place to put this in. Um, it's really tough because I know a lot of people are having issues out there, but I just got to try to do what I can when I can. And uh, I want to give a shout-out to Brenda. Brenda is a member of this audience for some time now, and she has been given a diagnosis that she, that she's trying to work through and recover and get back to normal life. And um, she just wanted to share her story with me, and she wanted to let everybody know out there if she, if they wanted to go and check out a fellow, frankly, on Give, Send, Go. Her, her account is called Supporting Brenda. That's what all she left me with, Supporting Brenda on Give, Send, Go. So I hope that helps some, and um, wishing the best to Brenda, and hope I hear from her soon. Uh, here you go. Somebody else is Frank. I heard that there was an abortion rally in your town. Why didn't you go to do a man on the street thing? Oh, <laughs> yeah, there was there was dueling abortion rallies, one pro, one anti. So pro-life and pro-abortion. It was happening in our town at the same time. One was like actually started near the, the studio somewhere. And the other one was about two mi- about a mile and a half away. At no no thank you. That was gonna that was like yesterday, Sunday. No way in hell. I was at my father in law's and I'm happy I was there. And before that, I was in the sun, was working out a little bit, I was cleaning things up in the yard, just playing with the baby and well it's just not and it's also just not my not my style. I think uh, in the moment I would be able to hold my composure and play it straight with these lunatics, but I, I wouldn't be able to go home and not have it affect me deeply. Like Fleckus is able to just let that roll right off his back. He's let, he's able to let that shit roll right off his back. I wonder where he is. He doesn't answer me anymore. Been trying to get him uh, on the show, invite him back from time to time. I'm just like a red-headed stepchild now, I guess. But um, honestly, other than that, other than that, there's nothing to discuss with these people. The only thing left for most people who are still tied up big time in these topics like abortion, they want, they're, they're fighting for the right to abort, all that shit. The only thing left for these people are near-death experience type, type uh, things. Experiences that leave you changed forever and break the old paradigm. I guess things like what we're talking about today. Because there is nothing... There's nothing to debate with a person 
There's no more example that needs to be made out of what kind of lunacy they've committed themselves to. There's nothing to debate with a person who is of the opinion that a pregnant woman is not carrying a human being inside of her unless she first declares that she wants to be a mother. Okay? If she wants to be, uh, if she wants the baby, then suddenly it's a human and we can start picking names and planning the shower. But if she doesn't want to be a mother, then it's just a tumor with a heartbeat. It, it, you, there's nothing to talk about with these people. So I'm not, I'm not going to willingly give my weekend to that. And that's not to uh, be mad at you for asking the question. I'm just getting, <laughs> I'm just getting, I'm just getting frustrated thinking about how people spend their afternoons. But anyway, uh, let's see, let's see. 914-595-6953. Take a call from John. What's going on, John? Frank, it's a pleasure to talk to you. Welcome, welcome, so, welcome. Uh, I, just wanted to, I just wanted to share a story with you that had, had a profound impact on my life. Okay. That my dad shared with me, who's been gone for 20 years, died at, at like 52. But um, he shared this, <clears throat> shared this with me maybe five times. Not something he talked about a lot, but uh, you know, definitely had a had a big impact on me. Uh, you know, he's uh, background of my dad. He's blue collar steel worker, machinist, pretty much the opposite of a new age style man. <laughs> okay. For, played football in high school and uh you know so, so not wasn't wasn't into all the lovey-dovey stuff and you know nothing new age about him but he related this story a few times to me and he said um he remembers his past life and he was an altar boy he was like you know he's like baptized catholic he was an altar boy so he was brought up in you know christian faith so totally against the teachings of the church obviously well, since the Council of Nicaea, anyway. But anyway, so he, he remembered his past life, and when he died in the hospital, and uh, his family was around him, and they were all crying, and he was looking down on them, and he was trying to tell them, you know, you don't, you know, you don't have to cry, don't cry, I'm, I'm fine, I'm right here. And uh, they obviously couldn't hear him, and then he proceeds to tell me about Basically, what I found out later is what's described in the Tibetan Book of the Dead. He basically you know, talks about the fact that he went through a period of, <clears throat> after, after hearing everybody's thoughts at his funeral, at his wake, as they went by the casket, seeing himself in the casket. Okay, so, so John. People were passing in sync. So John, I, I, I hate to interrupt, but, but I, I, I just have to. This is I, I want to just make make sure make this concise for people. So you you spoke with your father who told you that he remembered a past life in which he remembered the dying part and he was able to witness his own funeral and that gave him some kind of insight as to what the nature of life and death was. Absolutely. Okay. And that when he okay. when he when he went through this darkness, <laughs> okay, which is the bardo they call the bardo and. Tibetan teaching. After going through this darkness, he encounters this voice and this unbelievable feeling of love, and that he was told that he had to go back and do it again. 
because he didn't learn what he was supposed to learn. And, you know, my father was, you know, he, he could be a real pistol. So he was, he was fighting with God that he didn't want to come back. So this is, so he said, <laughs> so, so, so this is, so this was pretty much, um, this was a consolation for you and for him when he was coming up on the end of his life at 52, that you knew that this is something he had done before. And it, it's, it, it's a cycle that you can reconcile a little bit more and, instead of just saying goodbye forever. And that's that. Yeah, cor correct. It, okay. It's more like th there is no, th there is no God up there waiting to hammer you down when you pass that he, he, he wanted to, he wanted to stay in that space because it was bliss, but he was told by this voice that he had to go back and, and do it again because he didn't learn what he had to learn. So basically it's sharing with me this reincarnation, this, this cycle. Yeah. Okay. And this is from a guy who, now this is way before the internet. I know. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, he, he only shared the story. He, yeah, he, he only shared the story like five times in his whole life with me and other people basically just just sh saying sharing that you don't have to worry about being beaten down by a god that's waiting up there with a hammer to hammer you down that god is love and that the natural cycles you know that and, and he, he talked about remembering being born and choosing his parents right which is all stuff that you hear in like the new quote unquote new age but he was not a new age guy. Well, that well, John. This isn't anything that was he was exposed to. Well, you you <laughs> you, you, you definitely got some great. Uh, then yeah, then death in your family. And thanks again for the call. Death in your family is certainly not something to be feared. I, I would have to imagine, and that could be just as comforting as anything else. I uh, yeah, we know a lot of know a lot of people know a lot of people who doesn't haven't really fed into, or they haven't found themselves affiliated with one faith or another but sometimes they dance on that brink between that that line between worlds and they come back with uh, with stories that they that push them farther in one direction or the other that's the other thing there too i love that's why i love listening to near-death experience stories for atheists and those who have just i don't know i love listening to that especially the conversion stories those are always very nice all right let's go check out what's going on in Discord. In Discord. We'll do one more of these and I want to get into something else. First time caller, Zombie Hunter. Are you there? Hey, Zombie Hunter. Three, two, one. Get back in the other chat room. How dare you? The hell do you think this is? One more time, Chris from the UK. How are you? Chris, how do you think this is? Chris, one more time. Yeah, here. Okay. I'm good. How are you? Uh, all right. Turn turn off the turn off the show. Okay. Oh, I got you. Hold on. There I am. I got you. How are you? I'm doing all right. So give me your thoughts for the night. You're the, you're the last caller on this before we start a new bit. So yeah. Well, well, you know, Frank. I think before I told you, I was a 40 year addiction survivor. Yes. I you know almost died multiple times, and I've been around a lot of death. People dying, you know, of course, with the drug overdoses and all that. One of the one of the things in recovery, you know, when we quit using and drinking, one of the things that we work towards is sharing, taking our past difficulty and turning it into an asset and sharing it with others who are suffering. Um, and that's the 
interesting part about this is because you, you know you take that, that misery and all that stuff that people don't even want to think about and you you flip it over and you make it beneficial to other people and you 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 think of yourself less and you help others and all of a sudden your viewpoint and your perception of life changes like mine has over the last 13 years mm. you know, i'm dying from peripheral arterial disease it's going to kill me sooner or later you know it's, it's what i'm going to die from but I really don't, it doesn't bother me at all because I look at death a different way now. Uh, you know, I, I, I've seen the other side when I was 19, but you know, I'm not afraid of it. And, and when I, back in the early, early days of the Scottish people in the ancient Scotland, when people died, they didn't mourn the death. They actually celebrated the death because life was so tough and hard back then that, of course, dying seemed like a whole lot better choice than living the way they lived. <laughs> hmm. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just listening to you keep going. So you said that, um, where, was your diagnosis uh, resulting of, because uh, I know you had a really hard life, um, yeah. and, and you lived, you lived, yeah, it, it was a result of that? Child disease, which is normally diagnosed in people that are 50, 60, 70, it came on from me starting, uh, you know, I, I was a intravenous IV uh, cocaine user for 14 years. Wow. Uh, and it scarred the inside of my arteries. I was first diagnosed with this, and I was 46 years old. Jeez. And how old are you now? I, 63. 53. And you, you're managing it well? Or you, obviously, you have a very healthy outlook, and you. I, I, I love it over here. I'm, I'm having the best life I've ever had, Frank. Um, you know, when I moved from from Santa Barbara over here to Torquay in in England, kind of repositioned myself as a British citizen again. Uh, everything again changed in my life a whole different timeline it's like I get to live different lives I've had this horrible life in the past and now I'm having this wonderful hot life in the future and I do have a website if anybody wants to look at my story yes let, let everybody remind everybody about that because I know that you do some really great work for you you work with people too so not only have you lived these multiple lives but you you actively work to helping people discover new ones for yeah. themselves I can't, I, I can't directly help people one-on-one -on -one unless it's Facebook or things like that. But, um, you know, I do websites and build websites, WordPress websites for recovery organizations all across America. Well, let everybody know. Service to people. Let everybody know my how to find you. Is, my website is thespiritualriver.com. It's got my complete story in there. The, T-H-E, spiritualriver.com. Yes, that's it, Frank. Okay, thespiritualriver.com. Chris, I'm always happy when you when you when you manage to to make some time to come on air and talk about stuff yeah. like this because I know that this is your your main focus in life. It is to to. Yeah, I'm also I'm also um, helping out uh, Dr. Kevin McCarran over there in Japan. He's the neuroscientist that's uh, looking at the COVID vaccines and um, all that stuff. So I'm helping out him out on his Discord. I, I, if you want to see some really cool stuff, go to Facebook, go to We Talk, You Listen on the search bar. You'll see the actual experiments of Kevin and the COVID vaccine on the $150,000 microscope or spectroscopes. Mm. Well, hey, I hope that people come out and that's your to see to to the spiritual dot com. Thank you for uh, for sharing your mindset. I mean, this is this is as on topic as as you can get. Um, you're, you're, you're a man living with some objective, the physical difficulty, but it is your, your mindset and your, your life and your level of living is, 
is um is completely separate from that and it doesn't impact one doesn't impact the other so thank you for, for sharing thank you for sharing I bet you i'll talk to you again all right take care chris Bye. there you go that's chris france from the uk the spiritual okay we're gonna take a really quick break um really quick break when we come back we're gonna have some fun have a little bit of fun. We're going to talk about discontinued items. We have a half hour, so we'll do that. I want to do this now because there's not going to be any time during the week. So thank you so much for this so far, and uh, we'll be back in a jiff. That rug really tied the room together, did it not? Fucking A. This guy peed on it. Donnie, please. All I ever wanted to do was make you proud of me, Pop. With what, your male modeling? Prancing around in your underwear with your wiener hanging out for everyone to see? You're dead to me, boy. You're more dead to me than your dead mother. I just thank the Lord she didn't live to see her son as a mermaid. Merman. He's a neighbor. Uh, t- walk me through again what happened this afternoon. I knew something was wrong when a little pretty white girl ran into a black man's arms. Dad gave away. Dad gave away. My neighbor got big testicles because we see this dude every day. We eat ribs with this dude. But we didn't have a clue that that girl was in that house. She said, please help me get out. Dad gave away. Dad gave away. singing this today 
I had to go to the U. I had to go to UPS. I had to go to UPS to uh, drop off the uh, the windswept house book that went out to Shannon from Alabama. For some reason, I thought that she was the, that the Phil's WW uh, person was from Australia, but it's Shannon from Alabama. And I, let me just tell you something about that raffle. I loved. It was very exciting. The book, the book club was exciting. When I thought about giving it away, I think it was a, a suggestion. I forgot somebody suggested. It. I said, "Absolutely, that'd be a great book to raffle." And I, uh, I was so happy for Shannon for winning, but I was also at the same time so sorry that more people weren't able to win something. Uh, I, I was just so sorry because I know a lot of people really wanted it, and I, I felt a little. I don't know. I felt a little upset. It's like it doesn't matter. That it was. It's like there's nobody better than Shannon. It could have been anybody else, and I would have still feel horrible for the other sixty people that wanted a chance. But uh, I'm always gonna think of new ways of raffling stuff, and I'm glad that you guys enjoyed yourself. But yeah, me and Aurora, we had a uh, good time in the car. A little bit of the monkeys, a little bit of the Beatles today. You know. What did I do? Um, oh, I, I played the night before for her on uh, with the Beatles. And we can work it out. Because that's another one. That's another one. Wonderful song. I know. I know. Ended up being big time commies. But still... One of the, one of the best, best choruses. Let's go. Ready. Big on time. Can't do this on YouTube. You once again. So there you go. I uh, yeah. I actually the first song I ever played for for Aurora of the Beatles was was Penny Lane. As I was struggling with her diaper, I tried to keep her calm. Played some Penny Lane. Played some Love and Spoonful. Other things like that. Then when it was time to run and whatever, that's when we bring out the Metallica. The uh, the Pantera. Good stuff. All right, so what do we have? I had this wonderful little thing here where I said, let me go and find out what people have been longing for that is now discontinued. So yesterday we were, we were going back and forth about Entenmann's cake that is no longer around. And um, I will always remember the Entenmann's Metropolitan Cake that was only a summer pick they would pop up. Entenmann's, uh, I think it, it started in Brooklyn. So it's a New York-based company. It's probably somewhere else now, but still. And it's probably those cakes are loaded with all types of shit. But you know what? Sometimes I just don't care. And if the Metropolitan cake came out again, I would go get it. The other cake that was very important to me and my family, and it was another seasonal one, was the banana cake. They had this banana cake. 
Once again, a sheet cake, banana bread cake. And on the top, it was like a little uh, chocolate, but also, I guess, banana frosting. I, I don't know what it is, but those two were so amazing. And I went and I looked for it, and there was nothing out there. But there was a guy. His name was Chef Frank, and he's from New York. He has like over 100,000 subscribers, and he actually made, he recreated the Metropolitan Cake. I said, look at this guy. So I sent over his recipe to Lauren and my sister-in-law, and I said, hey, well, you know, this is a summer cake, ladies. So let's, uh, let's make Frank's dream come true, shall we? But here's what I asked. I said, what discontinued product or service do you wish we still had around? I'm just going to jump into what we have in the in the comments here. Smitty DFW says, I'm not an old man, but old enough to miss the sound of a rotary dial phone. It was the clicking sound of the rotary through the phone line and the earpiece that I missed the most. I was a child of the 80s going through elementary school at the time. As a side note, I do see that they sell them as a novelty on Amazon, but it's not the same as when they were used as an everyday device before cordless phones and cell phones. Yes. Yes. And imagine if you needed to, to dial a number in great haste. Like if there was a, a murderer in the house and you have to wait it. And I used to do that. Uh, my grandmother and my grandfather, for the longest time, well into the 90s, they still had, they still had the two-piece phone. It kind of looks like a daffodil that comes out, and you actually hold the receiver in your 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 one hand. You put it up to your, and you can talk into the other. And you needed both hands to, and that had the. I used to love that, calling up my mother. At work, although of course that was really tough with a dial, with a uh, rotary phone to give the extension number. I well no no I didn't have to punch it in yet. I remember those rotary phones. You know what's funny. And actually kind of sad. If you go on the internet right now, you'll see that there are older people from older generations that will put a rotary phone in front of like a, a millennial or a, a Generation Z. And they they literally don't know what the hell. They, they, it's almost like, you know, quest for, quest for Fire, where you have these apes that are just smashing rocks together. They have no clue what the hell they're looking at or how to use it. Um, Buckeye Steven says, I, I agree. I'm watching Boardwalk Empire on HBO set in the 1920s, and I love the old-fashioned phones they have. HBO, uh, um, uh, Boardwalk Empire is one of the best. Me and Lauren have to watch that over again soon. It's been two years since we watched it. We usually watch it once a year for like five years in a row. Sharon Roth says, small mom-and-pop corner stores is what I miss. When you walk in and greet it with a friendly hello and the smells of the deli and the freshly baked goods filled the air. Of course, as a child, there were those gleaming jars of penny candy. You could find a penny or even a nickel and walk out with a bag full of sweets. That's, that's tremendous. That's one hell of a service right there. Uh, customer service is dead, along with people's will to live. Run for my life. Says, not sure if this counts, but when I lived in the UK, there were curry-flavored Pringles for a time. They were, in a word, amazing. Best Pringles ever. For some reason, though, they stopped production. There's a Facebook group of people who want to bring them back, but so far their efforts haven't availed much. Yeah, don't worry about it. I, I actually messaged Entenmann's Cake today on their Twitter. 
They have an open DM box. And I messaged them. I said, please, the summer is not over yet. Can you just put out a special edition for the Metropolitan Cake? So if you think that your little Facebook group has not done anything for the cause of your curried-flavored Pringle chips, think about what I just did for the cause of Metropolitan Cake. Nothing. Probably screenshotted it and sent it around. Look at this loser. He's got a show. Let's look at it. Um, let's see here. Though I swear I saw a bag a few years ago, Mandela Effect, taco-flavored Doritos. A whole family-sized bag wouldn't last a day in my presence. My wife would say, Freaky's cereal. Freaky's cereal. Freaky cereal. She sings the jingle when she thinks of it. Freaky's cereal. What the hell is that? Hold on. Freaky's cereal. What the hell is this? Let me look for the commercial. 840, we're still making time. 1974, huh? Hold on a second. Let's see what his wife has been singing all this time. Gee, this is get around to the cereal. My name is Drumbo. I am Kamumbo. You're standing on my foot. I hope this is nice. Mom, this is my game. I know more than you do. Says you. And don't forget me. I'm goody goody. I always do what's right. For instance, I eat freaky cereal because it's got a lot of vitamins and it's good for me. You too can have crunchy freaky cereal as part of your good breakfast. And there's a free freaky in specially marked boxes. Okay, here comes the big finish. You know what's ridiculous is you have all these freaks. Freakies, obviously, that's the those are the characters you created to sell your cereal. But the cereal is just regular O's. They're O's. They look like Cheerios, but maybe like oval instead of a perfect circle. You, you'd think that they would make the cereal freak-shaped or like, I don't know. So freaky cereal. All right. That'll be my head for the rest of the night. Crude IT guy. Let's see. We got some more over here. Uh, crude IT guy says, though I swear I saw a bit. Oh, there you go. No, I'm sorry. That was the freaky cereal. DJ whatever says Ecto Cooler. Yes. Ecto Cooler. Ecto Cooler. Ghostbusters. That's Ghostbusters juice boxes, everybody. Accomplished Pass says Ecto Cooler and Nerds cereal and Kaboom cereal. Frogs in the Pot says, I'd give my left dick for a squeeze it and some Butterfinger BBs. They don't have Butterfinger BBs anymore? Butterfinger BBs. Let's see here. Butterfinger BBs, one ounce. Can I, can I buy them? Wait a second. I feel... Is this on buy? Buy them. Customer review, Amazon. They actually have Butterfinger BBs on here? Obviously very old. Oh. 
one star. Obviously very old. I was so excited when my Butterfinger BBs came in the mail. Finally got them, opened the one, popped one in my mouth, and experienced one of the worst tastes of my life. I can't even describe it, but it looked, uh, it took gratuitous amounts of other food and drinks to get the taste out. Totally not worth the $8 I paid, and I'm pretty upset. Here's another person gave it five stars. Nostalgia only, not for consumption. Oh, so I guess they're not making them. Someone saved bags of Butterfinger BBs and put them on Amazon. Oh my God. Oh my God. I like the Butterfinger BBs too. They were a lot easier than the regular Butterfingers. Um, I didn't like the, uh, the, the actual bar. Let's see. Uh, Pizzeria. Pizzeria's by Keebler. This is from uh, Byronaut. Says it was a dough-based chip flavor like pizza and was incredible. Homeless to Esquire. Says cheese waffies. Waffies or waffles? Cheese waffies. No. Yeah, waffies. I actually wrote wise several times to ask what the fuck. They wrote me back one time and said some t- uh, something along the lines of tough shit, stop emailing us about this. So he actually got in touch with Wise Potato Chips to say, give me back the cheese waffies. And they said, get out of here, kid. You, f- you weirdo. I'm sorry about that, homeless. Simple Dull says, Entenmann's Banana Cake. Okay, we're on the same page. But so, wait, wait. Entenmann's Banana Cake is discontinued? Haven't had it since I was a kid and haven't seen it anywhere in over 10 years. It was so good. You're right. I believe the Entenmann's banana cake was started making an appearance toward the end of summer. I I seem to remember that being a little bit more late summer, early early fall. Carrie G says, anyone remember 7-Up candy bars that had seven sections with different fi- fillings in each section? I miss those. Giant Lobster says, fruit string thing. I remember the string things. Rare outside, Kraft Dinner Spaghetti had its own pasta sauce and it was great. I missed that stuff. Oh, that's sacrilege. Kraft Dinner Spaghetti? Kraft Pasta Sauce. Oh, you know what? You probably have fond memories of that rare. And I have fond memories of like, you know, Chef Boyardee, certain things out of that can. But it's almost like a guilty pleasure because you knew that it had nothing, nothing on your your parents or your grandparents cooking more more so my my grandparents cooking my parents generation got really lazy with the cooking uh kenzel says i'm not sure if they still make it but everywhere i have seen it says out of stock or it's at least hard to find twisted tornado bubblicious bubble gum oh twisted tornado i don't i don't remember that Dixie Six is Bailey's Irish Cream Coffee Creamer. It's the best thing ever. No chemicals, no preservatives, just cream, sugar, and natural flavors. They stopped making it, making all their creamers when the Koof shuttered businesses. Really? Well, the good thing about Bailey's is that you can just go out and get the Bailey's and the, the half and half or the, the heavy cream, whatever it is. Um, my mother loved the Bailey's Irish Coffee Creamer. I know she used to get that. And she also used to get Baileys. She loves sipping on Baileys around the holidays. Um, Me too. In fact, I don't have enough Baileys. I don't have enough. I I didn't have Baileys at all last Christmas. I don't think I had it the year before either. I'm going to have to get myself a bottle and make sure I drink 
a lot of it throw up all over the place. Merry Christmas. Samurai Pastor Mike says, Crystal Pepsi. I don't know why it seems so damn good, but it was. There was a limited release a few years ago, but it's gone again. I thought, I wait, the Crystal Pepsi, I remember that in the 90s. Was that the release? Crystal Pepsi. Oh, it says Crystal Pepsi 2022. Crystal Pepsi failure. 1990s. I remember my grandfather getting us Crystal Pepsi. And I, did, I, I don't remember knowing how, what to feel about it. Okay, a little bit more. 8.47, we're making good time here. You guys and gals, we can take your calls on this. Um, let's see here. Let's see here. Uh, Archduku Dan says Keebler tattoo skins drenched in MSG, which made them very salty and highly addictive. A more recent knockoff lacked both MSG and Keebler quality and was very awful. McDonald's M- M- McDLT, hot cheeseburger, special beef patty, different than usual, on one side of the container, cold topping on the other side, and it was up to the customer to put together the way that they liked it. It was supposedly canceled because of the styrofoam container, but how much styrofoam packing material is still used? Styrofoam coolers, styrofoam insulation in refrigerators, and styrofoam cups are all still available for purchase. I don't know. It's a lot. Berry Berry Kicks recipe. The Cheeserito from Taco Bell. Peach Knee High Soda. And cho- Chocolate Jello Pudding Pops. Well... That went out with uh, Bill Cosby's reputation. Okay. Well, there's a little bit more there. A little bit more there, but hell, I just want to want to make sure. I want to see how everybody's feeling. How are we feeling? Keebler or Boise's? I'm looking in the chat room right now. Creamy, dark Minnesota. Quite nice. Hey, I just got something from Abe. Abe said, hey, listen, for tonight, the movie Monday, we got two movies. It will be American Nostalgia. I like doing the show-themed movie nights. So there you go. The show-themed movie nights. And since we're ending with nostalgia, it is a form of nostalgia what we're doing right now. Just know that in about 10 minutes, I'll probably get off maybe a, a tad sooner. That's what's going on. Get on over to quitefrankly.tv. And hop into the chat room and relax for a two-movie Monday. And the theme is American Nostalgia. American Nostalgia. Okay. There you have it. Let me go into the Discord, because there's nobody... uh... Let me see. Do one real quick over here. Albert, you got a minute? What's up, man? Albert, three... Two, one. I hear something. It's good. You there? You, you sound like you're a mile away. Oh fuck! Oh, I don't know what's going on with it all the time. I'm getting real. Okay. Well, I'm, well, nobody can hear you, so this sounds like just dead air. So, I'll just tell it. I'll tell everybody that you love them. Thank you, sir. Okay. There you go. Albert's having some problems over there. Um, let's take a call over here. King, what's going on? 
Hey, what's up? Hey, uh, the person that talked about the um, crystal taxi yes. being discontinued there. Yeah. Right. You know one thing that hasn't been discontinued. Wait, 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 wait. wait, wait. Uh, no, I, I, are you? Am I on speakerphone? Because you sound very distorted. Hold on a second, brother. Hold on. Okay. Damn it. Hold on, Greggy. Okay. God damn it. That better? A lot better. So what were you saying about you Crystal? Yeah, I can hear you. So what about Greggy. the Crystal Pepsi? You hear me? Hello? Are you there? What's going on with everybody's phones tonight? Everybody's got a Ooh. phone. Albert, I can't hear him. King's got an issue over there. Megan, you're on the air. Real quick, give me. Uh, we're, we're running out of time, so I want to hear what you got to say. All right, I'll be really quick. Great to have what you I on. Miss from my what I miss from my childhood is being up on a Saturday night watching USA, Gilbert Godfrey screaming at us while we're watching a cheesy movie. And then in between a commercial, Dion Warwick's Psychic Friends comes on. Now, now, what in the, what years? What years is that? What would you say was your your uh, your golden ages for that kind of uh, that kind of the what you missing? Eighties, going 80. into like early nineties. Okay, so eighty seven, eighty eight, eighty nine. That's your that's your jam right there. Oh yeah. Oh. Hey, you know that was what? like a good Saturday night. You know, then my sister dragging me into watching the. Uh, Hairbangers Ball with, you know, Adam Curry. Good yes. Time. Yes. Yeah. Oh, we, oh, I remember when Headbangers Ball came back in like 2002 or 2003 or something like that. I remember we all got together for that. That was a that was a wonderful thing where they gave us Headbangers Ball again, but I used to I used to watch all the reruns on that. You definitely had a good time. Right. You, you know, television yeah. was well, television was one of those things back then, Megan, that you could actually rely on giving you something worth watching from time to time. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. Well, I, I appreciate your call. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good one. There you go. Very, very pleasant voice. Very pleasant. We're almost at the end here. Um, I'm going to get off, but I just wanted to see if... I don't know. I'll give one more shot. Chad from Utah. I can give you a minute, too. Frankie, you there? I'm here. Go ahead. Friday night videos. That's old school. It was before MTV. But it was on it. Oh, okay, so it was not on MTV. Where was it? It was on like NBC. It was the intro was like a, a graphic of a dude strapped to a. The Japanese had a torture device that was hooked to the engine in their battleship, and it would spin and uh, like a shaft going through. And that was the intro to it. And it was it was videos, and I remember being like ten years old and having to stay up because it came on at midnight, I think. And it was pretty cool. Okay. It was it was prior to MTV. It was cool. Well, hold on. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for that. I think I found the Friday Night Videos uh, intro. I'm going to play it right now, uh, Chad. Thanks for the call. Roger that. All right. Wow. All right. Here, here. Let, let me do this. Let me see. Friday Night Videos intro, 1985. I was just born.
Friday Night Video's Graphics won an Emmy. And so, tonight on the Emmy Award-winning Friday Night Video... Friday Night Video's Graphics! The Graphics won an Emmy! Look at you, you see those graphics? Well, listen, you think about the time. Yo, Abe, if you are watching this right now, Abe or Cody or, uh, or Josh, grab the Friday Night Video's intro from 1985 and let's use it. Let's use it for some stuff. Especially if we have, like, a on a Friday night, it's just Friday night videos. Sometimes that's what we play on a Friday night. We have Movie Monday, Rabbit Hole Wednesday. Maybe it's Friday night videos, and then the weekends are their own thing. Then we'll figure out what's going on still Tuesday and Thursday. Those are moving targets right now. Broadcast premieres from UB40 with Chrissy Hind, Cameo, and Morris Day, plus Madonna, Aha, Prince, John Cougar Mellencamp, Dire Straits, The Hooters, Daryl Hall and John Oates with David Ruffin and Eddie Kendrick of The Temptations, Saga, and John Parr. Oh, even the rainy days look better. (laughs) Oh, wow. Well, thank you for that. Thank you for that, Chad, from Utah. Now we have a little bit more, uh, we can add a little bit more. A little bit more into our repertoire over here. And I haven't seen that. Well, thank you for everybody that contributed tonight. Thank you for being a part of a show that I think just kind of uh, was necessary. And even though uh, he's not going to see it, I really want to express my gratitude and uh, for for Jim Brewer and his um, his openness and his humor and sharing himself and I'm going to be keeping him and his family in my prayers. I pray a lot now, but um, that's just one thing. One thing. One thing to keep in mind. Wonderful. Wonderful show he gave us. And thank you for everybody who called in and those who didn't have a, a chance to. It's one line, gets clogged up, and we do the best we can. So email if you can, and I will talk to you later on. Tomorrow is another day. We've got Leo Zagami coming on the show. And then at uh, that night, I don't know what we're doing Tuesday night after the show, but tonight, go there to quitefrankly.tv and enjoy Movie Monday. Kick back, relax, cast it onto your television, and just, I don't know, make yourself a refreshment. Nice, icy glass of water. What can be better on a Monday night? All right. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much for everything. I'll catch you on the flip side. Quite frankly, is filmed before a live studio audience. And now our super chatters, starting with... Did you... Oh, damn. Ah... I have too many super chats. I I just I I got my whole shit everything's out of out of order. I'm so sorry. Let me do this real quick. Jesse Woke says I was a little too late to the party. I didn't know the uh the discontinued items were supposed to be food. No, it could have been anything. Like you know, I'm sure that most of Depp hair gel you know, it was it was like the year 2000s, those early 2000s that they were making new depths every year because we just drowned ourselves in hair gel. I was talking about that with Lauren over the weekend. De- every week, Dep 9, Dep 10, Dep 
Infinity. But I still stand behind my item. No, no, that's totally fine. Didn't have to be food. Albert Frederick says, I miss Bob's Party Store. I miss Chuck's Meat Market. I miss Library Pub. I miss Island Coney Island. I miss this is what our government has been doing to us. Are we done yet? Asking for a friend. Yes. No, we're not done yet. Silky Johnson says, what's the name of the song you played after the intro? Thanks for the great show. Frank can't always catch it live, but I do on the archive. After the intro... Crimson and Clover? Tommy James and the Shondells? Are you talking about that? Or... I don't know. I think that's what I played. Minnesota Cat says, I miss the penny candy jar at the gas, gas station growing up in the super, superior Wisconsin. In superior Wisconsin, we would scrounge for change and rot our teeth. Good times. Jesse Woke again says, gas cans that don't spill everywhere. Why the safety nozzles were implemented is beyond me. Pro tip for everyone, just buy a racing fuel jug. No mandatory spill nozzle to be had. Okay. Silky Johnson again. Frank, my grandpa passed away in my mid-20s. I didn't deal with it well and got deep into drinking and drugs. I spent a lot of time with grandma, and grandpa has a kid. Uh, uh, So to not disappoint him... I went to rehab and got sober. Been clean now for 14 years. So I'm saying, I, I'm, I'm very happy you're, you straightened yourself out and you cleaned yourself up. And I'm glad that you did it for not only yourself, but your grandfather. But that's just another, you know, grief. Grief is messy, man. Sometimes you don't know you can prepare. But until you're in it, you just don't know how it's going gonna, it's gonna run to run the tables on you. Degenerate Dan says, what would you do or say if you or a loved one had one year to live or one month or one week? Why do we wait for that uh, for that news knowing things can change in an instant and the opportunity is gone forever? I understand what you're asking, Dan. I understand what you're asking. And I... Because... Uh, it's definitely a mentality. Soaking up every every moment, every week, every day, like it's your last. Uh, And I don't even think you have to have that anvil hanging over your head. I don't even think you need to have that, that, that doom hanging over your head, soaking it up because that's just what you need to do. Because precious, every moment is precious. You know, I'm not, when I just stare at Aurora, staring at something or you know arranging stones on the ground or whatever i'm not soaking it up because uh you know i could die tomorrow and i'm not taking that all in for any other reason than this is beautiful and I, I just want to be here so that could be that could be for anything it's not feasible for most people to pick up and go vacation to pick up and do something extraordinary because you only have a couple of minutes left or a couple of days left and you have to get on the road. You have to see things you didn't see. It doesn't even matter. I, there, there are parts of the world that I can't go to right now that I always wanted to go to. Maybe I'll never see them. I don't know. But I'll tell you, I most days I would not want to be anywhere but at the house, in our tiny little backyard, doing little things around... Soaking that up, that's just a a good thing, Dan, 
I understand what you're getting at there. It's good to keep that mentality, almost like Christmas. Christmas is all year round. You keep the spirit of Christmas in your heart. You know, it's it's very hard to do that, and that's what we need to drill ourselves. And you can take that with you anywhere. So it doesn't have to be one of those, what would you do if you only have a year? Honestly, what the hell's the point of doing anything other than what? I don't know. What I've been doing the last year, I would I would be more than happy with that being my last year, if that's all I'm doing. Just because it's with the people and the mindset. So, and mindset can change anywhere. The mind can be a vacation or it could be a prison. I know both very well. Jay Harry says, bountiful show tonight. Love, uh, love from Eugene, Oregon. Thank you, Jay. And Kool-Aid Man said, oh, yeah, so Frank, I thought I'd bring some levity. Oh, that's from before. Thank you for bringing the levity, by the way. You guys have been wonderful. Now, if I miss anything, I'll get to it tomorrow because I'm a little bit behind schedule at this point. Thank you to Squickly and Sean Joe and Boyce Blanc and Rise Attire, Orbit's Drinks. Yeah, you know, the Squeeze-Its that they were saying before. Squeeze it, squeeze it definitely better than Mondo. Or Mondo. Anywho, you guys have been wonderful to me. Thank you. I'm releasing the scratching on Foxhole, and I'm passing you off into the loving arms of those at the network. It is Monday, Movie Monday. So get over to quitefrankly.tv, jump into the chat room, and press play, and uh, you will be taken care of. Very well. Soft hands over there at the network. I'll catch you on the flip side. Quite frankly, is filmed before a live studio audience. And now our super chatter, starting with Jesse Woke, Albert Frederick, Silky Johnson, Minnesota Cat, Silky Johnson, Degenerate Dan, J. Harry, 5019, Kool-Aid Man, Doc Keck, and B. Mulaney, 74. Thank you all. I will see you tomorrow night with Leo Zagami as our guest. Do not miss that one. <laughs>